Welcome to the Boost Podcast with Kelly Leonard. The podcast providing you with immediate access to tools, tips, and tactics to boost your business and career success. Build your brand, optimize relationships, obtain more leads, secure thought leadership space, and tap into new markets. It's the Boost Podcast. And now, here's Kelly Leonard. Welcome back to the Boost Podcast. I'm not Kelly Leonard. I'm Claude Jennings, Kelly's producer. And as a part of Montgomery County Economic Development Corporation's Something to Talk About podcast, Kelly Leonard and host Bob Levy interviewed Jasmine White. So Jasmine is the CEO of Montgomery Community Media and a longtime nonprofit leader. During their conversation, they spoke about how community media serves as a dynamic resource for media training, production, content distribution, and much more. If you've never tapped into your local community media outlet, this episode will encourage you to consider the possibilities as you're seeking to boost your business success. And now, here's Kelly and Bob with Jasmine. Right now, we are in the studios of Montgomery Community Media, a nonprofit with an important mission to support our community. And here to tell us all about that is CEO Jasmine White. Jasmine, welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm honored to be one of your first guests. Well, we're honored to have you. You just began your role as CEO in February of 2023, but you are no stranger to this organization. Tell us about your role at Montgomery Community Media and what you enjoy most about being in community media. So my role as the chief executive officer of Montgomery Community Media is like many other CEOs, right? So my job is to oversee the strategic direction of the organization. And also because we're a nonprofit, I work with our board of directors on sustainability for the organization's future. So that is something that is really exciting to me. And um, I like that about the role. I like being in community media because it's just a great space to be around creative people and provide a great service to this uh, community. So Jasmine, beyond the job, what drew you back to Montgomery County? So I was with the organization many years ago and then um, went on to work in Oregon to take over a TV station there, the Public Education and Government Channel in Salem, Oregon. And um, our former CEO was retiring and I thought it would be a great opportunity to come back and work with the community that I love. Um, I fell in love with this community shortly after college. I moved here for graduate school and I learned that so many people come from all over the world to this area, right? So they come here for school, they come here for work, and then they make Montgomery County or the DC region their home. And because of that, they bring so much of their own culture, they bring so much of themselves, and it just makes for a really exciting space to be in. And so um, I'm from the East Coast, I'm from this area, so I was excited to come back. Tell us more about Montgomery Community Media. Now, some of us know it from your website, mymcmedia.org, and the YouTube channel that you do. But we know there's much more to the story. Why is it so important to our community? So Montgomery Community Media is the only local nonprofit organization in the county that serves the one million plus residents of Montgomery County with access to public media. 
Um, we provide a great service without providing commercial content. So that's a challenge for us. But I think we'll chat a little bit about that later. Um, so we have the opportunity for people to come here and to get their hands on equipment to learn as much as they want to learn about producing, about equipment, about content in many different roles in many different spaces. And that's not something that you can get in a lot of places. So when I started my career very early, we won't say how many years ago. Um, in New York, um, I was only able to produce content a certain way, right? So I wasn't able to edit something that was going to end up on television. Mm. I wasn't able to go out in the field and shoot something that was important to me that was going to end up on television. So when I got here to community media, I realized that this is a space where people can get real world experience, where young professionals can come in learn what they want to learn, create what they want to create without it being edited by us, without us censoring it. And so helping people tell their stories is something that is really important to me and something that's near and dear to my heart. And I think that it's great that we're able to do that for the community. Um, we also provide a service by creating and sharing hyperlocal news that is about Montgomery County and is specific to this community. So because we are in the D.C. region, we kind of live in a media shadow sometimes of things that's happening on the federal level and things that's happening in Washington, D.C. But there are really important decisions that the Montgomery County government is making um, from the county executive side, from the county council side. And so there's not a lot of spaces where people can get that information um, with high journalistic integrity and media reporting that is fair and that is about this county. So I think the work that we do is important because our communities are important. And so we're really just attempting to highlight the things that's happening in our communities and share that information. And I love so much of what you shared just now. It's about, you know, really bringing services and solutions to the community so that they can sort of own their own narrative, if you will, and really build content that's meaningful to them. Can you tell us a little bit more about what that looks like? I know you all offer a lot of outward-facing, community-focused mm -hmm. training and development and things of that nature. Yeah, so we don't want to be the voice of Montgomery County. We want to allow people to share their own voices. Mm -hmm. And so I really dislike the term of the voice of the voiceless. And sometimes that is a term that people in our space use because everyone does have a voice. Yeah. And so there have been some voices in this community, in this country, in this world that have been traditionally marginalized mm -hmm. and silenced. And so we create a space for those voices to come to the table and say, what I have to say is important. My community is important. My people are are important. We have a story, we have something to say, and we want to share it. And this is the place in the space where people can do that and they can do that freely. And I think that in a democracy, that's important, right? It's important for people to be civically engaged mm -hmm. with their government, with their communities. And this is really the only space where that can happen. Yeah. We have a gem here in Montgomery community. Yes, we media, do. So. I'm, I'm excited <laughs> about it. I love the work. I've been fortunate to be in this space for a really long time. And I always tell people that I work with that I've never had a case of the Mondays. I get to show up and be someplace that I want to be. Um, I get to work with people in the community. I get to see what happens when someone gets to tell their story in a way that they haven't been able to do that before. And that's really important to me. Jasmine, how does Montgomery Community Media leverage the various platforms available, television, social media, the website, to keep the community informed? So as we all know, technology is changing every single day. 
And media has evolved over the the past few decades, and it actually evolves every day. Mm -hmm. So it's important for us to meet people where they are. And um, years ago, we were able to have these fascinating studios and people would come in and create content. We share it on our channels and they can see it there. But now if you have a smartphone, if you have a tablet, you know, people are consuming media all day in, in very different forms in many different spaces. So on the go, if someone is on the train or if someone is inside of a car, they want to be able to get news immediately. And they don't necessarily want to have to do that by going home, turning on a television, finding news and watching it that way. So we're trying really hard to create content that people can consume in many different ways in the ways that they want to. So creating shorter form content, um, again, making sure that it's hyper-local and that we're connecting it to the issues that people are really concerned about. Jasmine, what are some of the ways MCM helps local businesses right here in Montgomery County? For example, we've heard about for hire video services. How can services like that and others like it uh, help businesses promote themselves? So MCM is able to provide um, below market rates for um, our paid production services, which is great for small businesses and um, nonprofits in the area. And even though we're non-commercial, which means that the content that we create that's aired on our channels cannot be of commercial content. So you cannot sell your products on our channels, but it is an opportunity to tell your story. And I do believe that every business in Montgomery County has a story. Behind every business is an entrepreneur, is a person that saw a need in this community and said, you know what, I'm going to take a leap of faith, right? And I'm going to step out there and I'm going to create this business and attempt to serve this community. So we allow people the opportunity to do that by providing production services. Can you give us some examples of success stories uh, that you've had since you've been CEO? Well, not since I've been CEO. That's only been a few months. But the organization... (laughs) has had lots of different successes. Some of our own successes um, are we have won five uh, local Emmys this year, which we're really proud of. And those Emmys are for our um, Spanish-speaking programming. And so we're really excited about that. But we're also able to help other businesses be successful by providing live streaming services for their events. Um, We recently recorded the last season of It's Academic in this very studio. And It's Academic is, I believe, the longest-running game show in this country's history. So we're really excited about that. So we can actually take what another organization does and help them promote their mission and help them connect to their audience. And so our job is to provide the services so that people can do what it is that they want to do. And we can do that by recording live events, again, streaming or providing content that they can air on our channels. And I know many entrepreneurs, their love language is below market rate. And so I definitely appreciate that. Tell us more about your programming and how you and your team work to reflect the diversity that's shown in the community. So Montgomery County, as you know, is a, a really diverse community in a lot of different ways. And so we make sure that we provide the space for people to um, learn in the way that they want to learn, create the content that they want to share and distribute it to whoever their audiences are. And um, I think for us, we are looking to do more original programming. So recently we um, produced an artist on a segment on black artists in Montgomery County that actually won some awards. And we were really excited about that. And we have um, Ola Montgomery, which is a show that's really popular with the Spanish-speaking community in Montgomery County. So we're looking for opportunities to make sure that our content 
and our programming reflects the diversity of this county. But the only way for us to do that is for to connect with people that are willing to do it with us. So it's really important for me that we are creating content that is not about people and just for people, but with them and to make sure that we're bringing those people to the table so that they can they can have their own voice and share their vision. Jasmine, you used the word hyper-local a couple of minutes ago, and we do hear that word a lot. How would you define it, and how does it inform the mission of Montgomery uh, Community Media? So hyper-local to me means everything from information that's coming from Montgomery County government to neighborhood-level um, issues that are happening across the county. And there are not a lot of spaces where people can find that information and also be a part of it. So we also have a, a blog space on our website where we encourage people from the communities, if they have stories that they want to share, if they are aspiring writers or aspiring journalists, or they're just a blogger and they have information about their communities, about their neighborhood, about schools. We have folks that blog about financial information, about sports. So we really want to get all of the voices of Montgomery County and be a hub and give them a space to disseminate their information, but also to learn and also connect. Um, Hyperlocal to me also means building a community. And um, within the media field, even though it's, it's good to gain different skills and be able to create and share content, this is not something that you can do alone. And you need to have a community to help you do that. And so we want to make sure that we have a space where people can do that online, but also in person. Fun fact, my son, who in high school actually blogged on the Montgomery Community Media website. Pretty so, space yeah. for all. That's Pretty right. Good. That's right. So good stuff. Next fall, Montgomery Community Media will celebrate its 40th anniversary. That is impressive. Congratulations. How has the organization evolved since starting in 1983? The organization has changed in a lot of ways over the course of four decades. We're really excited about celebrating our 40th anniversary and having a space where we can kind of take a, a look at that time lapse and do a time travel from, you know, the early 80s when I was not even a thought in the early 80s. I didn't even exist because I'm that young. Um, all the way up to, to now. But um, I think one of the greatest ways that the organization has changed is we used to be very only TV focused, yeah. right? Very focused on creating television shows and coming into the studio and creating content and sharing content that way. And so we have transitioned from just being television focused to really being a media service provider to the community and being more out in the community to make sure we're providing those services as opposed to expecting that people are going to come into the building and come into the studio, we realize we have to be out in the community. We have to be out in the space. We have to be in different locations. Mm -hmm. And we have to be able to provide these services to people where they are, not just in the studios. And so how will you be commemorating? Like, what are some of the ways will there be I don't, I don't want to have a spoiler alert or any surprises that are will be coming up, but any specific ways that you all will be commemorating the occasion? So we're in the beginning stages of that planning. So I think that we're looking at definitely um, having a look at how the content has changed over the years, mm -hmm. doing some community events where we can be out in the community, um, maybe some celebrity guest appearances, mm -hmm. maybe an opportunity to donate to the organization. So um, <laughs> right now we're in the beginning stages of, of what that's going to look like for our 40th celebration. Jasmine, I'm especially intrigued by the education portion of your mission. Why do you find that so important given your mission and given the space that you occupy? I think that it's important because there are so many people who are interested in different 
fields within the media broadcast world, and there are not a lot of opportunities for them to be able to test those things out. And so we are a training ground for a lot of those people. And so a lot of the folks that work here with this, with our organization come from Montgomery College. So they, they, they do some training and learning at Montgomery College, and we're able to hire them here for positions within the organization. And then Sometimes they go on to, you know, other networks and, you know, make film and do other exciting things. And there's just not a lot of spaces where we can offer that. We have a really exciting and robust internship program. So we like to, you know, get students who are interested, who are recent graduates from college and they want real world experience. We're able to do that in a space where um, they can really get the most out of that and move on to some some greater things. Yeah, and the thing that I really appreciate around the educational um, sort of emphasis is it's almost that adage like, you know, give a fish versus teach yeah. to fish. Mm-hmm. And I know as a small business owner, entrepreneur, you all have all sorts of op- opportunities for us to learn to use equipment and things like that. And so that's a wonderful way for, um, you know, the community to tap into the educational opportunities here at Montgomery Community Media. So thank you for that. Absolutely. It's it's really exciting. That's actually where I started when I came to the organization. I started in the training department. And so we're able to do that with individuals, but we're also able to do training for nonprofits and for organizations. And we will do customized training for organizations. For example, um, if someone wanted to know a little bit more about social media and how social media analytics works and how you could understand that to better create and connect to your audience, we would create customized programs for nonprofit organizations or small businesses just to help them understand some of the work that we do, because we realize that people have very small teams. Mm -hmm. Those teams are already stretched. And a lot of folks might not have a communication staff, a marketing staff, a social media coordinator, someone that's going to be able to shoot images and video for you and edit for you. So we're able to work with businesses and nonprofits to help them learn some of those basic tools and skills so that they can promote their businesses on social media. And what's more, you have, what, two locations, and so that becomes a greater way for you to serve the community. So can you tell us about each location and how they work toward accomplishing the organization's goals? Sure. So our Rockwell location, which is where we are today, um, is basically our home base. So we have two studios here, one which is a green screen studio. Um, we're able to do more complex productions here, but we're also able to do pro- productions that are smaller scale you know, one or two people, talking heads, robotic cameras, so you don't need a lot of bodies to make that happen. And um, we recently opened a location in Silver Spring, our Silver Spring Media Lab, which is a lovely new podcasting studio space and also a training space. So we're looking for ways for people to be able to come into the community without traveling all the way to Rockville. So the Silver Spring location is located in downtown Silver Spring. It's close to a metro, and um, we're hoping to get a lot of activity down there with some podcasting and some of our other training. Jasmine, Montgomery Community Media is a nonprofit organization. That doesn't mean you uh, don't pay attention to the bottom line. It just means you're not a, an over-the-counter business. But So how do you find the funds to keep your business going? Are you supported directly by the governments in any way? That's a good question. And you're right. Every business uh, needs money. We cannot do this for free. So um, the most of our funding comes from the cable fund, which is a result of a franchise agreement with the cable companies that provide cable in Montgomery County. But as you guys know, I'm sure you're familiar with the term cord cutting. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so mm-hmm. as people cut the cord and the fees are declining that are coming in from cable companies, that actually directly affects our budgets. Mm-hmm. So um, we receive money from the franchise agreement in order to maintain the space and to have studios. So as those fees decline, our budget declines too. So we've had to um, increase our production services and be more involved um, in writing grants to get support for our training and support for our camps. So it's it's something that we're attempting to solve. It's a problem that we have to solve, not just here in Montgomery County, but community media channels and stations across the country are basically facing the same challenge. Um, but I think it's something, the, the work that we do is so important that we have to continue to do it. So we have to find a way to do it because- protecting this platform, this freedom of speech platform for this community is extremely important. So um, we attempt to do that with grants, production services, um, partnering with organizations that have some funding to do some creative projects. So we're being experimental. Sounds good. And, it, and perhaps that 40 year anniversary will provide another opportunity. to. I do mean, some we're open, <laughs> you know, provide an opportunity for somebody to write a check. You know, absolutely. Absolutely. So, Jasmine, I know you have what, like 20 years, your background, 20 years in the nonprofit sector. I'd imagine you have some great advice to share with others who are in this sector. What are those things that you would like to share? I think staying true to your organization's mission is paramount. So because a lot of nonprofits um, have challenges with funding and funding their work, it's very easy to chase money, mm. right? And it's very easy, easy for mission creep to start happening. So you know that you have a focused mission and then somebody comes to you with a pot of money and says, well, can you guys do this? And so you're trying to find a way to do work that is not aligned with your mission. Mm-hmm. And so I think when you do that, you lose credibility with your stakeholders. You lose credibility with your staff. You lose credibility with the community. And I think it's important to stay the course if you have a mission and you believe in the mission to stay the course. And um, even though we need money to survive, I think that, you know, chasing that money can can be a bit of a trap. Jasmine, before we let you get back to your job, one final question, if I could. Montgomery County is such an enormously diverse place, almost 1.1 million people, every kind of person from all over the world. How do you at MCM assure that everybody is heard and served here and that one set of people doesn't get a larger voice than another? So for MCM, it's important to make sure that we are actually putting equity into practice. Mm -hmm. And what I've noticed over the past few years is people want to speak about diversity and inclusion and equity and engagement, but these are things that we have to put into practice, right? So we have to understand that there have been people in our communities and in our spaces that have not been given the same opportunities, which means that we have to work harder in terms of engaging with those communities, right? And building trust and building relationships is the first step to that so that they can become uh, voices at the table, have a seat at the table, And not just have a seat at the table, but feel welcomed, Mm. right? It's not just important to invite people into the space, but to make sure that we value their opinion, make sure we value their culture, make sure we give them the space to be a part of that. And so I think that that's a a great opportunity for our organization because there's so many people in this county that are not being given that opportunity. And so developing the relationships with different communities is really the first step before we invite them into the space to do that work. The Boost podcast serves an energetic community of business leaders, entrepreneurs, and individuals who are growth-minded. 
If you, your business, or organization would like to share your service, product, or expertise with the Boost podcast community, contact Kelly Leonard. Email kelly.leonard at taylor-leonard.com. Again, that's kelly.leonard at taylor-leonard.com. Well, that concludes this episode of the Boost Podcast. Thank you again for listening in. If you don't mind, if you could like, subscribe, or share the podcast with a friend, I would greatly appreciate it. For more information on anything Boost related, you can visit our website at www.kellytleonard.com.